Brilliant Misfits, Episode 80, with my guest this week, Val Klein. Val comes from Toronto. She's living in Toronto, Canada at the moment, and she's a holistic business coach and a tech mentor. And the reason I'm talking to her is because it's an unusual combination, and she talks a little bit about her personal story of why she got into tech in the first place, the challenges that she faced as a a child and indeed as an adult with learning uh, challenges. So she has an interesting viewpoint and she has an incredible empathetic way of working with people because of her own experience to help them really realign and to connect where there are disconnects between their heart and what they want in their business and perhaps the ways they're going about it. So hope you enjoy the show. Val Klein is my guest. Confidence is about knowledge, right? When you feel knowledgeable and you feel skilled in an area, you are inherently more confident. If I asked you to stand up and give me a quick spiel on something you know inside, out and backwards, you're going to feel much calmer giving me that spiel than if I said, right, I need you to stand up now and tell me about black holes. Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Asia Kennedy. Welcome back to Brilliant Misfits. If this is your first episode, welcome, welcome. I deeply appreciate you tuning in. And if you've been listening for a while and are a subscriber, I truly appreciate the support. And it really does help when you subscribe and review. It really does help to get the message out to more people so they can find the podcast and be inspired and encouraged to do it their own way, be brilliant, and really honor their misfit ways. Today, my guest is all the way from Toronto, Canada, and I'm here in Australia, and her name is Val, Val Klein. She is a holistic business coach and tech mentor, and she loves working with helping service-oriented entrepreneurs who want to make sure their businesses work for them online. So she works with the whole you, that means body, mind, spirit, to make sure that your business and what you're creating works for the whole of you. So welcome, Val. Welcome to the show. Hi, Isha. Thank you. So So I want to dive in to ask, because you are a holistic business coach and a tech mentor, And they sound so vastly sort of different. And just wondering, like, you're not the typical business coach and tech mentor. I know that because I know a little bit of your your story. And I'm wondering if you would share a little bit about that and how that came about, how the holistic coaching intertwined with your tech webby savvy. Yeah, well, you're right. It is an interesting combination and if I could call myself a life coach and a tech mentor for business people I probably would but that seems to confuse people even more (laughs) but um, 
the crux of it really is uh, that I come by the technology piece from a very um, human perspective. Um, I'm not your your typical kind of tech head. I I didn't get interested in technology because um, I wanted to so much get into the technical aspects of things and figure them out. Um, technology was something that really helped me find my voice when I really needed some help. And um, I was somebody who was fortunate to go to a university that um, was up to date on things like learning disabilities. And I'm just using that as a phrase. A lot of people might um, refer to uh, learning differences with different words, but however you want to put it, I spent most of my younger years really struggling with aspects of learning. And it wasn't until I was in university that um, that I was formally diagnosed because the school that I went to had a disabled student center that also specialized in learning disabilities. And long story short, they offered many um, different techniques to help students like myself. Now, dyslexia is one of the things that I, I was um, labeled as, um, uh, and many other things that they just called general processing deficits. And really how that affected me was that it just made it more difficult for me to kind of get information into my brain and then out of it. But my brain worked perfectly fine. So cognitively, I was fine, but it was always such a struggle for me to um, to read uh, with a decent speed and then to, to write. Um, but I could always speak. Um, and this made learning difficult. It made many other things difficult. Mm. So they gave me a computer. Um, they gave me a grant, and then I got a computer. Um, and they knew that that would help me with my various challenges, and it did. And this was a time when people didn't use computers in university. Um, I was one of the only people that had one in my home <laughs> at the time. Um so technology for me has always been a vehicle that can really help us be um, more more than we are without it. Um, they are, it. It is a tool that can help us express ourselves, um, and it's a means to an end. And I view it as such a gift, particularly for entrepreneurs today, um, because it gives us access to things that we didn't have previously. Um, and a lot of people get overwhelmed by it and have fear of technology. Um, but the way I see it is that it really is just a means to an end. Uh, and it really can help us achieve the things that really we want to achieve in life, depending on how we use it. Mm. And I imagine just going back to your story a little bit about, you know, having to overcome some difficulties. And I do know that people that have what's labeled as um, dyslexia and they have trouble, they often feel very, very um, outcast or inadequate in some way. And, um, you know, maybe feeling very different from the other people around them 
whether that's in school or just in their friendship, in their social arena. Yes, well, you know, that's something else that I, um, I know deep in my heart is that there are things that we can tell ourselves uh, or that we can believe um, that can prevent us from living the lives that we really want to live. And I can um, say with certainty that, you know, I, I, I didn't think that I would be able to go to university, for example, um, and do well, which I did. And, uh, and then I ended up in a career that was um, all about technology. And um, so these, these challenges that I had early on, um, I know what it's like to be facing things like entrepreneurs do all the time um, that may seem impossible, uh, and, but they really aren't. And particularly if people are looking at their businesses, for example, um, and all of the, the technical things they, they feel they may have to learn or overcome, uh I, I definitely know what it feels like to be looking at something and thinking that you can't um, move forward. Uh, so it, certainly that is something that I bring to the work that I do. Um, I think it's um, different, for, for example, than maybe some people that find technology very easy and might assume that other people should as well because it's easy for them. Um, whereas alternatively, I think... I know exactly how it feels to be looking at something and not find it easy. Mm. Mm. So what I'm hearing is, is, and this is a really important point in this show, um, which I love to highlight, is that often, you know, we, we feel misfit or there's something that we experience in life. And at the time, it's incredibly challenging and we don't know why we're having to go through this. And yet... As you continue to go through that and find your own way and not believe in the stories, that it becomes your gift, like it becomes a gift. You had this experience, you had this empathy and this compassion now for people who are in struggling with things like technology and that you can help them and you can share your experience and your gifts with them in a way that, you know, some other people couldn't do because they haven't had that experience. And so I love highlighting that, and I love what you're saying, Val. And also, I just want to move from that, because I know that, you know, um, you do help people with technology. You make it accessible. Um, you teach it as a tool of expression of who they are. And so let's go into that other part, the holistic part of your business coaching. And can you talk a little bit about that and what your own um, practices are and, you know, what you bring to the holistic part of business coaching? Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Um, well, the truth is, is that, you know, when people come to me, like the, the sort of the doorway problem uh, is, is a really cool way of putting it, I, I think, um, is, you know, sometimes, you know, somebody might want to start a business and, and the thing that's blocking them from doing it is, for example, maybe it's their website, um, or maybe they have a website and they um, they find that they could use some extra tools to work with their clients and they're just not sure how to set them up. So those are sort of like the doorway 
problems that might bring people to me. Um, but then when I meet them and we talk about their business, um, you know, of course, these things, like, like as I was saying, technology is just my tool and, and the, the, the crux of my work is really helping people um, do the work that they want to do in a way that it fulfills them, right? So I'm working with other entrepreneurs like you are that, um, that, that really want a purpose with their work um, and feel really connected to it. So ultimately, when I have a look at the things that they already are working with, if they do already have a website, for example, um, I will almost always, well, always, see that there is a disconnect between what they have um, available for clients or or potential clients um, and really what they want um, or what it is that they do. Uh, And then we embark more upon a traditional kind of coaching relationship, even though it will include technology um, and consulting, which is quite different, and education and planning and all of that stuff. Uh, but the crux of it is getting to the root of who they are, what it is that they want to do, um, how they want to work, um, and then finding solutions that really work with them as a human being um, in all of the aspects that you might look at if you are doing traditional life coaching, which is very holistic. So, um, and, you know, this... This very much draws also from my background as a I was um, a project manager for for digital in the corporate world, and um, you know as a traditional project manager, you definitely have to um, gather requirements, for example, right? Uh, understand what the goals are um, in a situation, articulate what the risks might be, um, and then come up with a realistic plan to achieve the goals. So there's all of that kind of stuff. But the holistic, the holistic part that comes into play is really, you know, who are you? Um, what's going on in your life today? Uh, what kind of support do you have as a human being for your, for your own business and the things that you, you might come to me um, wanting to do? So, for example, if you have a, a business and you're new um, and you find technology overwhelming and you might want to create an online course and you might be very ambitious and have seen a lot of um, options online for creating courses and, and, and you might bring all of these things to me and say, look, I, I want to set up this tool and I want to create three courses and I also want to do one-on-one coaching and I might want to have an evergreen product and all of that is great Uh, and I'm not going to take away your dreams (laughs) but what I will do is ask you a lot of questions so that I can understand what kind of support you have what's what's a realistic solution for you and what your goals really are so often during um, a holistic kind of conversation, um, I will find out that the goals uh, don't necessarily match the, um, the plan that the client comes to me with. So if the end goal, in other words, isn't often what they think it is, <laughs> once we start talking about 
what their passions are and what what their heart-centered goals are for their work. You know, there's sometimes, well, often there's quite a disconnect between what the heart wants and, um, you know, what they think they need in order to accomplish um, the things that they they think they, they need in their business. So they might want to have their business because they want more time with their family. Um, they need a certain amount of money. Um, and they have certain ways that they work that work better than others. And so once we understand all of that stuff and then we look back at the plan that they came to me with, we very easily can see that, well, you know, like the online course doesn't mesh with your values you know it doesn't mesh with with the person that you are um you say you really don't like spending a lot of time on social media and yet um for example you're planning to do a youtube channel as your main type of content um you know so we really explore you as a person um and you know where you are today and find out how to use the technology that's available or systems that meet, you know, your needs and how you work so that we can come up with something that you really enjoy that's really going to be sustainable for you. Thank you, Val. I really, um, really resonating with everything you say and I'm particularly loving this, this uh, conversation that you're sharing about the disconnect. I'm just thinking, yes, I can see that in myself sometimes. Um, I can even see it online when I look at other people's businesses that there is this disconnect and I'm thinking, why is that? What What is happening that's um, creating this disconnect? Because I think the online world has just absolutely exploded. And like you say, technology is fantastic. It is a tool of expression and we can reach so many more people with this wonderful tool. And yet... I think what happens when people are especially new is you get so bamboozled and wowed by everything else that other people are doing. And then um, you're just doing, you're sort of putting the cart before the horse is how I see it. Like, you know, putting in structures and strategies before you actually know, and this is what you're really brilliant at, before you actually know what is it that you want to express, who are you and you know, and meshing that together in a way that whatever your website is saying and whatever program, it's all a reflection of who you are. And that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful gift that you're offering people. Oh, well, I'm so glad you think so because, um, I mean, it's really just the way I want to work and it um, it draws a lot from... Uh, my experience, my own experience working in the corporate world and personally with technology um, in that I know that even big corporations have this problem all the time. Uh, They will often, because they're marketed to just as much as an entrepreneur is when it comes to bells and whistles and fancy technical solutions that are, that people pitch, right? Um, and so it's very easy even for a big company to think that they need, you know, the Wonder Max 2000 to, to solve all of their internal like working problems, um, just like the solo entrepreneur thinks that they need um, a whole bunch of things and they need to learn a whole bunch of things just to do the simple thing that they really love. Um, and I really like 
removing obstacles. I really like simplifying things for people. I really enjoy showing uh, people the simple way um, that they can do their work and also give them permission to do the, the kind of work the way they really want to do it. Um, and that's something else that I find is, is quite common is that, you know, it's, it's quite easy to, um, to create your business and then to create services that aren't really you or that aren't um, being done the way that you would really like them to be done. Um, but they're, but they're created and they're, they're being done the way they, the way you see everyone else doing them yeah. uh, or, or the way you see some people doing them. Right. And it can be so refreshing. I mean, I can't tell you how many sighs of relief I hear um, by simply helping people realize that they really can do that thing in that quirky, interesting way that they would really love to do it. Mm. Um, and, and they can, and they don't need to spend thousands of dollars on tools, and they don't have to make it as complicated as they thought that they have to make it. Right. So there's there's like the the non techie approach to technology as, as a way of putting. It's very good because I think technology does scare a lot of people. And you know, before you mentioned a really important point was like if you don't particularly love social media and love being on the computer and involved in social media and you know why would you want to set up a youtube channel and have to be on there all the time or you know finding another way is so important and love what you're saying about that yeah well and and that's if there's something that i've learned from my life experiences and the challenges that i've had trying to kind of fit my unusual way of learning and expressing into a world that doesn't necessarily make uh, many allowances for that. Um, if there is one thing that I have learned over and over again is there is always a way. And that's where creativity comes into it as well. I mean, there really is always a way. Um, and there are a million different types of technical um, options that can can actually make your life easier, where unfortunately most often for people, um, it ends up making things more complicated. So it's my job to show them that it actually can also make things a lot easier for you too. Um, and then, you know, there's just the matter of um, everyday work that oftentimes um, people can find becomes a bit more complicated than is necessary. Um just when it comes to sort of the way that they work and their workflow and things, which which can easily be done with a lot of tools or just with, you know, some basic uh, non-techie things and maybe just one tool. But um, no matter how you kind of, if you're a solo entrepreneur and you're trying to do this sort of heart-centered work, um, just a few sort of well um, chosen items and, and um, tweaks to the way you're working or to the way you the the way you're offering your services uh, can make your life like very very simple um, and productive. Mm. Let's talk about some of the non-techy things that you mentioned. You know, because we often get overwhelmed in business creation, and we get, you know, we get we want to sort out the technical stuff. We want to sort out all of that, but you know, in a holistic life, you know, that's only one segment of 
our lives building the business. So I think equally important, as you would know as a holistic coach, is the non-techie things that we do. Would you like to share some of the (laughs) sort of um, things that you do on the side that helps you to be more creative? And, And, you know, as you say, there's always a way, but that way, that solution actually needs a bit of space in order to um, come up into our consciousness. Like, what is that? What is that way for us as a unique individual creating a business, creating anything in our life? So for me, of course, you know, I love creativity. And when you say non-techie things, that's immediately where I go. But there are some simple practices, and I'd, lo- I'd love you to share some of your own, and maybe that would help some of the listeners as well. Oh, well, let's see. Some of my own creative practices um, that help ground me with my work or why, I, why I'm doing what I'm doing. I mean, I don't know. I, just, I, I have used journaling um, my whole life. I'd say that's probably, that's my biggest always go-to kind of creative outlet um, mm. that has always helped me hear my own heart, um, get any feelings out of me that I may not even understand, um, and, uh, and, and just sort of allow all the random ideas that can really cram an entrepreneur's brain at times at times, uh, out onto the page. Um, I don't know what I would do without writing, you know, it's writing his, you know, and journaling has been probably one of my biggest, um, outlets, but also photography. I mean, I know it's, and photography, not necessarily just for, um, visual sort of, um, exploration, but I find photography for me is very much like journaling. Um, Taking photos, um, I'm always ref- very reflective uh, ab- about the images that I've chosen to take. I find it's um, um, a wonderful mindfulness practice uh, when you can stop. If you're doing it because you're really holding space for the, the image um, or the moment, as opposed to documenting or taking selfies. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, what I find... What I have found the most inspirational for me, actually, to get in touch with what my my heart really wants for my work and for my myself, is to write based on a photo that I've taken. Um, that sounds beautiful. I'd like to I mean, hear I, about that. Well, I love. I mean, I really find it. Um, it always triggers. It's interesting how people's brains are all very different and unique. And and I love that. Um, and for me, images, images really get my, my brain moving, um, and my creative voice moving. So, um, if I, I can pull up a random photograph, I've got thousands and thousands of them on my phone. I'm sure most people do. Um, but one of my favorite creative processes is to pull up a photo that speaks to me and then write um, about the photograph. And then uh, I will take that photograph often and print it and put it into my journal. Um, they go together so wonderfully. They each sort of speak to each other. Um, if I'm ever dry, like if I'm ever stuck, um, particularly creatively, um, uh, uh, 
and if if I want to do something that has to do with writing, um, a photograph always gets gets me going. Um, it can be the beginnings of newsletters for me. Also, um, it can help me decide other creative things that I want in my life because we are still we are our businesses to a great degree, but we are really still more than our businesses. I mean, I don't know if we want our business to be everything. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it should be everything. And I think some people get stuck there too, right? With, with feeling that pressure that the business has to be an outlet for everything they're passionate about or, um, or that it should represent everything that they, they feel is important and dear to them. Um, and so for me, you know, there are a lot of creative things happening in the background that are important to me being my best self. So that, you know, and I can't really be a good business person if that's not happening. I totally agree with that. I don't know if that's true for everyone, but I do question it. I mean, and I do know for myself that um, I can't have everything be in my business. My business is just a part of life, but there's so much more that, you know, I do that is completely outside of business, but it does inform my business because it's giving me some creative space, some dream time that then in some way will weave itself into my business. So I think it is important for me anyway to not have myself be so focused on doing everything in business and even my creativity in business. I like to do other things and I think it um, actually gives me a bigger perspective and helps my business to grow. Well, yeah, I, I agree. And I think that um, I think that it is something, sometimes it's sacred to keep these things separate, mm. Um, mm. particularly with the amount of time um, I think a lot of us might feel we need to spend online, um, yeah. you know, to, to have these sacred spaces where, we, where we, we allow the other aspects of our, you know, soul and heart to sort of express themselves. Uh, but it does always impact, I find, in a positive way, regardless, my my business, my, my work. Because um, creativity seems to feed, it feeds everything. It it, um, it it opens the synapses and helps me kind of make connections. It helps me with my human connections. It helps me with the human aspect of the work that I do and, um, you know, bringing me closer to, you know, empathy and compassion and um, my ability to hold space for, for people to find their own voice and really know what it is that they want to bring to their own work mm-hmm. so that I can just help facilitate that better. But I need to be able to have that peace in me to be able to offer that, I think, yes. to others as well. Yeah, beautifully said. I think, um, you know, what you mentioned about having an authentic expression of your heart and soul in your business is... Um, what you really help people with and how important that is. And it might sound cliche to to keep going back to that question, like what is in my heart? But I think that unless we are willing to do that and maintain and cultivate that inward connection, and that's what you help people do as well as, you know, helping them with their technology. It's such a beautiful rounded combination. Oh, well, thank you. It's, I mean, it's been an interesting journey for me to try uh, to see how they fit, right? Because because 
the technology part for me was always something that I was afraid to even mention. Yeah. Uh, I think because I, um, I mean, I came into the entrepreneur world most recently. I've had many entrepreneurial experiences, but my current work um, really started more as life coaching. Um, I mean, I, I went back to school after I left the corporate world and studied life coaching. Um, and then it just became so obvious. I mean, that the people that I were, was meeting um, online and the things that people would ask me about because my career in the corporate world was very long and was so um, technically oriented that I just naturally kept helping people with the with technology. Um, but like I said, and like, you know, we've been talking it is, you know, our, our businesses are, are more than technology and uh, you can't, you can't look at what we're doing with these, with technology as our tools without knowing why you're using them. And to really know why or how to use any tool, we really need to understand what is, what's our purpose? What are, why are we doing something? Um, uh, what is it that we really want to do? Yeah, and I just have to say again how I how interesting I do find um, that it it can still be quite a challenge for people to I'm trying to think how do I put this to to be solved to solve a problem that they don't have. Now, tell me if you think this makes any sense. So, um, you might be really focused on, um, well, we can go back to the course again, mm -hmm. creating, creating an online course, uh, and then getting caught up with all of the, um, the, the problems you might have trying to do that. And it might be a combination of technical things and copywriting and design skills, right? It could be a whole bunch of things you might be struggling with. But the funny thing is, is, you know, how often uh, I discover that, that, that again, is just, isn't, isn't the problem. The problem is that, you know, that, that, that they, that they need to solve. The problem that they need to solve often is the um, finding a service uh, or work that they actually really want to do um, instead of, you know, a solution to something that isn't quite in alignment with where they are. Um, I'm not sure if that came out. <laughs> making well, much it, makes, sense. it makes perfect sense. And I think that it's a, a beautiful skill. And I think on a soul level, you would be attracting the people who do are really stuck in that technology thing. And they're wanting they're feeling frustrated and they come to you. It's sort of like they're coming in the back door and then they're leaving through the front door with um, a completely unexpected turnaround in their focus and in their um, grounding and foundation of, you know, what it is that they really want in their life and what they want to express and what sort of work that they really truly are passionate about. And then using the te technology to support that. So in other words, it's, it's sort of like I see you like bringing it all together into a, a beautiful tapestry where they might have only been focusing on this one aspect that's troubling them. Um, they leave with something so much more grounded and solid. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, because it, it's more um, often a symptom of, yeah. of nothing else. Um, yeah. I mean, not always, but particularly because I'm usually attracting people in the earlier stages of, of business, in those early stages, right? They're, mm. they're full of um, all kinds of ideas, and it is often quite difficult to hone in on uh, where, you, where you should start uh, and how to do it. Um, and I think it's easier for someone on the outside perhaps, to to see what, you know, the elephant in the room, <laughs> yeah. which is, you know, to be able to have conversations with somebody and then and then say, hey, you know, like, because people, I, you know, I think the people always do know in their hearts where, you know, where they need to go, but they can't always hear themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, you know, and then just having somebody like me to be able to verify and say, hey, you know, like, I hear you saying this over and over again. I hear this desire. I hear this excitement over this thing that you're not doing, right? Um, over this thing that you kind of uh, push to the side. Uh, let me let me show you or help you see ways you can do that and you can do it now, um, and and why this could be successful for you, you know. And and that's always quite a welcome breath of fresh air for sure. Yeah, a breath of fresh air and. Sometimes often a deep relief, like, oh, that they actually have this reflection back of something they know in their heart, but they haven't quite actually grounded yet. Mm-hmm. Or even just, with a, you know, an, a realization that, that there are things that can be done today mm. yeah. that, will, that will put them on that path towards the goals they tell me that they want, mm. right? There is always something that can be done today. There are things that can be done um, that will work. And, um, but another tendency too, because, you know, we, we really have, um, high hopes and we're, we're really passionate about things and, and we can get rather muddled at times, you know, is to, uh, think that we have to wait till everything is perfect or, um, you know, it's so easy sometimes to always think we need to be more. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah. we don't. No, no. Sometimes it's nice to just sit and acknowledge and recognize where you are and then the next thing appears of what's necessary to do it's quite magical in a way well yes and of course and it won't appear often unless you are there unless you are doing something right now yes yeah and that can be you know uh, a a bit of a self-sabotaging kind of thing that can happen right It's, it's when when we can come up with more and more reasons why we aren't ready yeah. <laughs> yeah, the mind. You gotta so love I, you gotta love the mind. It's so good I, at some things and it's so in the way for other things. <laughs> yeah. And then certainly, you know, I'll come along and give like a, a nice loving shove. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Val. Now, um for our listeners, if they want to uh, stay connected with you, if they're interested in what you are sharing today, um, if they're in that particular space of uh, new in business, uh, particularly the online space, and they're finding technology is really stuffing them up a bit, uh, what's the best way that they could stay connected with you or get in touch with you? Well, they can always go to my website, which is valcline.com. Um B-A-L-C-L-I-N-E. That's the easiest way to reach me. From there, I mean, there are ways to book a call f- with me that is free. Um, you can and that's on the website as well. All of that's on the website, yep. right? Yeah, that's, that's the place to find everything. Great. 
Great. I'll have that on the show notes so that's easy to for people to find and link up to you. Ah, thanks so much. Yeah, yes. wonderful. So I'm going to wrap it up, and I'm just going to ask you, Val, is there any um, any little tip that you'd like to leave the listeners with today? Um, I think the tip I would like to leave most would be that the thing that you really want to do um, is really is possible. And if you think it's too difficult uh, and you end up and you find that you're, you're doing something else but it's not really what you want to do, I would just invite you to pull out a journal <laughs> and brainstorm all the different ways that you can do the thing that you really want to do because that's, that's the direction that's always going to work for you is to follow your heart and, and keep focused on the direction that you really want to go. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing today, Val. I enjoyed, really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit more and getting to know your work. I knew it's interesting, you know, you can read somebody's title like what they do, but it's so rich and deep to dive into what does that really mean and what is your backstory and how did you get there? And um, I'm just delighted to get to know you better and share you and your beautiful gift out there in the world. So thank you for being my guest today, Val. Oh, thanks so much, Aisha. It's been so lovely talking to you. It's been a pleasure getting to know you in person too. Thanks. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoy Brilliant Misfits podcast, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. For more on being true to you, and living a mindful, creative life, aishakennedy.com.